I tell you, didn't, didn't the pastor talk to us this morning? Such a word. I've got my key. Appreciate him. You know, such beautiful things going on here. You have to be careful because the devil, he, he's looking for, an, for a door. He's looking for a way in, looking. And he's, when, when God really goes to blessing, God goes to doing things, you can count hell's. A great mentor of mine said, hell only attacks that which is worthy to attack. He ain't going to waste his time on that which is not worthy to the attack. But he'll attack that which is doing something against his kingdom, that which he's doing in our hour that we're seeing. And I, I look around, and I, and I just feel urgent to you. You know, John, he was half the team of, of the sons of thunder that wanted to call down fire from heaven. And Jesus rebuked him. He said, I didn't come to destroy men's lives. I come that they might be saved. And James, his brother, the counterpart. But when you find John in the little Johns, there in the clothes, you find him in the spirit. He's the last of the disciples that are left. He's, they tried to cook him. They exiled him out to Patmos, let him to live on, on lizards and whatever that he could find. But it's on that island that he got the revelation. It's not plural. It's the revelation. That is Christ. Amen. So it's there that Jesus found him. But when he pins, the three little Johns, he would repeatedly say, children love one another. Children love one another. He's carrying the message that Christ put in him. I, I say to you, children love one another. Some of you much my older. I'm talking about children of God. Children love one another. Appreciate this pastor that you got, this, this leadership that you have, this, this body that's special, this brother special. Don't let him ever become just Jared. Let him become, always be pastor. Let him always be pastor. Amen. Amen. Because you begin to move into that realm, I'm telling you things, you know, that ain't, that ain't, he ain't talking to me. I'm telling you, always let him be pastor. Amen. And I thank God for him. Thank God for you. This is an hour, friends. I'm telling you, we, we, we must be about the Father's business. Anytime mess around, play games, be foolish. Amen. I'm telling you, daylight's burning. And we, we must work while it is day. If you have your Bible tonight, I've got a... Uh, text we're going to take up in Mark chapter 14. This mouse may seem some odd to you, but I pray that it will make sense in the end. Uh, we're going to not take up another text, but we're going to move more emphasis on another text in just a moment. But Mark chapter 14, the gospel of Mark, hell has... Uh, tried to disturb my life today I tell you for sure he uh, devil does you know what the devil he's good at doing devil work he's, he's not sanctified good but he's a good at devil work anybody know what I'm talking about I mean he can really try to disturb and mess up your day well just know when he's trying to disturb your day that you must be 
moving somewhere in the right direction. Amen. But, but I believe God's going to talk to us tonight. Mark chapter 14, we're going to begin reading in verse number 32. Say amen if you be there. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. He saith to his disciples, set ye here while I pray. He taketh with him Peter and James and John. Here's the inner circle. And began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy and saith unto them, my soul is exceeding sorrowful unto death. Tarry you here and watch. And he went a, and he went forward a little and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible that the hour might pass from him. And he said, red letter. Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou will. In Luke's gospel, chapter number 22, verses 44, Luke's gospel, chapter 22, verse 44 said, this is the only one in the four Gospels that this is versed. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. I want to ask you, would you reach your hand this way and pray for me tonight? We're going to title this The Oil of Our Gethsemane. The Oil of Our Gethsemane. Father, we love you. We pray and ask that you would use us tonight. Declare thy good word through this vessel. I pray anoint our ears to hear what the word of God is saying to us this hour, this moment. I give you glory. I thank you. I praise you. I exalt you. I pray, oh God, that you would loose the dove in this house and do that the Holy Ghost do what he does. Minister in mighty ways amongst us, and I pray, gather our minds. Let them not go astray, but gather our minds into this room for a little while. And I pray that you would deal with us for the days that are before us and the hour that we live. And we honor you and thank you and ask that you anoint this human being tonight in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Everybody would say amen and amen. The oil of our Gethsemane. Gethsemane, you may very well know, means in the Greek, the oil press. If I can make a point, everything that we have went through, everything that we will go through, is that we be victorious in the end. That's all that matters. I say a lot of times, it's essential in the beginning, but finishing is everything. And everything, I, and the point, if I could hope to make, is everything that we have went through to right now and everything that we will go through is that you and I, as the body of Christ, would be victorious in the end before Christ was led away to the night trials to be falsely accused of religious leaders to the 
early morning sentencing in Pilate's Hall to the cross of Calvary and its glorious victory. It was here that was preceded by all of that was the oil press in the Garden of Gethsemane. The victory was won in Gethsemane. The victory was won in the text that I read to you just a moment ago. Not mine will, but thine be done. The victory was won when Christ Jesus was in Gethsemane with the great drops of blood wetting the ground from the perfect lamb's head. It was here when he declares to the Father, not my will, but thine be done. The victory is won for heaven and all of lost humanity. The rose of Sharon will drink from the bitter cup Amen. To redeem man back to God. And there was a resurrection, friends. Amen. And there was a cross. Amen. But before the resurrection, before the cross, amen, there was the garden, the oil press. After Gethsemane, the face of Christ was set like flint. He would never ask anymore for the cup to be taken from him. He's headed to Calvary's hill. He will redeem man back to God. I'd say to you and I, you and I are to raise our hands and thank and praise God. Amen. That Jesus Christ was willing, amen, to lay down his life. That you and I tonight can rejoice and praise and worship and live in this glorious life, which is Christ Jesus. Oh, just praise him. Hallelujah to God. Now what Christ... Accomplish means everything to us as Christians. It is the essence of what we are. If Paul Paul said, if Christ be not raised from the dead, our preaching is in vain. You might as well turn the lights out, lock the door, or give this building to the community. Amen. But if Christ has been raised from the dead, as you and I do declare and do believe and do rest our salvation upon, we can declare today, amen, he's as live as he ever was on the right-hand throne of the God Almighty. But what he has accomplished means everything to me and you as Christians. But I want to say to you, twisting that, it is also applicable in that what we go through Amen. Has a victorious meaning and has a victorious ending. What I'm saying is what you're going through is not in vain. If you are living for God and you are going through some difficult moments, amen, and going through what you feel the oil press, amen, it's not in vain. It's not that God is just trying to abuse you and see what he can get through your life. I'm telling you, he's making something in you. You never dreamed could be made in you. He's creating a vessel. As pastor said this morning, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. I'm going to put you on the wheel and I will make you a vessel of honor but everything that we might be fighting through right now at this moment and the things that are ahead of us is preparing us for a glorious finish is this alright about to see me out everything that we're fighting through right now, everything we're moving through, 
I heard your testimonies. I heard the witness. Things that you and I are going through. Amen. Simon Peter said that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth. Why? Though it be tried with fire. Why? Might be found unto praise and honor and glory. When? At the appearing of Jesus Christ. The word of God says, will he find faith when it comes? I can tell you, you and I in the natural realm, amen, we'll begin to slack. We'll begin to withdraw. We'll take the easy route. We'll go the, amen, we'll go the way that's best suited for you and I. But sometimes, amen, the things that we're going through and the things that we're fighting through, it is there that we find. Amen. It is to the praise and the honor and the glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ our Lord. I don't want to be a negative voice. Please understand me. But my feeler is feeling some trouble around the corner. Oh my, don't quit me now. I said I'm my feeler. Amen is feeling some trouble around the corner. The forces of darkness, friends, are building up steam for an assault on this nation that we live in and especially the church of Jesus Christ. Hell, don't worry so much about what's going on, but it's got the bull's eye on the church of Jesus Christ. Not a prophet of doom, please understand. Amen, but I'm going to tell you our end is a glorious one. But we must understand we're going to have to buckle down our helmets. Amen. The helmet of salvation. Now turn with me to chapter 18 of 2 Kings. You want to shift here? Please don't lose the focus of the Garden of Gethsemane. Chapter number 18 of 2 Kings. I'm going to begin reading at verse 28 if I could. Verse 28 says this. You may remember this time frame. When Rabshakeh stood and cried with a loud voice in the Jews' language and spake, saying, Hear the word of the great king, the king of Assyria. Thus saith the king, Let not Hezekiah deceive you, for he shall not be able to deliver you out of his hand. Neither let Hezekiah make you trust in the Lord. Come on here saying, The Lord will surely deliver us, and this city shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Hearken not to Hezekiah. Could we apply something right there? Hearken not to the pulpit. Hearken not to Hezekiah, for thus saith the king of Assyria, Make an agreement with me by a present and come out to me, and then eat ye every man of his own vine. Every one of his own, if his fig tree and drink your prosperity, every one of the waters of his cistern, until I come and take you away to a land like your own. Oh, I'm telling you, he's painting it nice. A, a land of corn and wine, a land of bread and vineyards, a land of oil, oil, olive, and of honey, that you may live and not die. And hearken not unto Hezekiah when he persuadeth you, saying, The Lord will Deliver you. Now take notice. It speaks of the reign of Hezekiah. This passage speaks finally a king comes on the scene that the Bible says he did that which was good and right in the sight of the Lord. Now I want you to consider ourselves in this passage. Make ourselves, make this passage and this, this particular scriptures applicable unto our life right now. Because I believe the Lord was alerting me. He just jumped out at me when I read this text sometime back. And one thing, no, the devil will always be in the details. Yeah. 
and all that you see in the world right now on that world stage that the devil is involved in. In fact, amen, our lifetime has never seen a more wicked time than right now. Come on now. Oh, I don't want to bring a dark cloud, but I don't want to stick my head in the sand and act like ain't nothing going on. Never in our lifetime, amen, have we seen a more wicked time. A powerful push for socialism, that's a crazy mind. Amen, abolishing law enforcement, that's a crazy mind. Opening up borders for full chaos and lawlessness, lawlessness. it has a final agenda. What is it? Destroy Christianity and Israel. The coming war of Israel that will be in the second part of the seven-year tribulation will be the first time Israel's been defeated since 1948. Oh, now don't get down. Because never forget what Jesus said. You heard it this morning. The gates of hell shall not prevail over the church. Hey, hey. And I sense a similar threat against the church that came against Hezekiah. Sennacherib has come in with a powerful threat, an intimidating threat against Hezekiah and God's people. And the devil has struck terror in the hearts of the people of God's people. And can I ask you, does that sound familiar? Some scare tactics. Come on. I'm saying to you, please brace yourself, friends. Last year called us by surprise. Come on. Amen. Don't let it catch you that way again. Amen. I've come by, I believe, for a warning to you and I. Amen. Last year called us by surprise. We didn't see it coming. Amen. But now we can see things begin to develop. We can see things arising. We can see things moving in, the, in, in that direction. And one thing is certain. It is strategic. Whether it be by man or by the devil or both, I don't understand totally. But this is not him in happen chance. It is an attack. 60% of the church got knocked out last year. Some of them probably should have shut down. Amen. Let me say, let me pause right there. Amen. You can put anything you want out on the street corner somewhere. You can say church of this, church of that, church of another, church of the second, church of the third, or the fourth. Amen. But unless God declares it a church, it ain't a church at all. Amen. But when God declares it a church, amen, some of them shut down. I'm not being mean. I'm telling you statistics. Barna said 60% of the church is shut down. I'm telling you, hell's coming for the other 40%. But what God's put together, there ain't a devil on this earth. Amen. Can break it down. Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail over the church. Keep that in your mind. Amen. Keep it there. He comes in with that powerful, intimidating threats. You know, I said, it's real. It's a real enemy. I'm going to say to you, the church is the prophet. The church is the prophet. I, I, I found a while ago, brother, made mention of it. Just a little bit. He said a little bit about help is on the way. And you look back in the Old Testament when Saul took over. As soon as he became king, was it Jabesh Gilead that come under attack? And, they, and that enemy comes and says, we'll, uh, we'll make a leap to you, but we're going to pluck your eyeball out. Yeah. Well, I'll just fight to the death. I'll tell you right now. 
Because if you pluck that eyeball out, and unless you're a Benjamite, your fighting days are over. Them Benjamites were left handed. Right. But he wants to pluck their fighting eye out, their looking eye over that cheek. Amen. But I'm telling you, then Saul sends back report. I'm telling you, he's moving in the right way there. And he's telling about tomorrow, before the sun gets hot, that's going to be on the way. Brother, I'd say to you tonight, it don't matter how dark, how grim, how depressing it looks. Amen. We can say, amen, with confidence and faith, maybe about this time tomorrow, everything's going to be all right. Amen. Don't let it catch you by surprise. The church is the prophet. Miracles signs and wonders. Amen. I'm not I'm not talking up something to hype something up. I said last Sunday night at Victor or Bonifay South, amen, or, or North, rather. I, I said some last Sunday night, I said, amen, just the spirit of God moving. I said, well, I want you to understand we're in an hour. I believe God's loosing right now miracles, signs, and wonders in these last days. Amen. There's going to be a threat. There's going to be trouble. I told an evangelist, called me last week. I said, this we know. There will be an assault. There will be trouble. But I believe God's going to loose such miracles, signs, and wonders upon the church. Amen. That no man can touch it. Amen. Hezekiah didn't go to the UN. Hezekiah didn't go to the WHO. Whoever the who is, Hezekiah didn't go to Falsy. He went where the answers are. He went where the healing was. He went where the power was. The Bible says in 2 Kings, and it came to pass when King Hezekiah heard it, what the evil news, that he rent his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went to the house. Brother, it was a real threat. It's a real enemy. There's, there's a real army coming. Amen. It, it ain't a make-believe. It ain't some kind of Boy Scouts. I'm telling you, a real army is coming. And, and Hezekiah didn't seek counsel where counsel could not be found. He sought counsel where counsel could be found. Amen. He went where there was healing. He went where there was health. He went where there was answers. He went where there was power. He went into the house of the Lord. And listen carefully. The evil news is coming. The agenda is in motion. But don't let anybody, hear me please, don't let anybody keep you out of the house of the Lord. It is our only hope. It is our only hope. It's not only our only help. It's our only hope. Paul, him and I believe was the author of Hebrews. Hebrews 10 and 25 said, Forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of 
Some is, but but exhorting, amen, even more when you see the day approaching. Friend, blind Barnabas would say to you and I, the day's approaching. I said on a Wednesday night, amen, a service ago, a service or so ago, I said the generation that was before us, those pioneers, amen, that cleared the trails that you and I easily trod on, amen, if they were come on the earth now, that say, brother, do you not see what's going on? Preacher, do you not acknowledge and see what's happening? Don't get used to the dark. Know the light of this gospel is the answer to it all. Oh, I wish I had enough lungs in me. I'd holler. I'd cheer a pen. I'd make a loop around here. Don't let anybody, friend, don't let anybody convince you this time that the church is non-essential. You better get ready. It's coming. It's building steam up. I'm not, I'm not prophesying doom. I'm just acknowledging what I'm seeing. Oh, watchman, water the night. Hey, watchman, water the night. What do you see out there in the darkness, in that woodland? What do you see? I see trouble coming, men. Amen. Amen. Fortify this house. Amen. Let God be God. Amen. Let him do what God does. Let us believe his word. And let us not forsake the assembling of ourselves together in this last hour. God says... Chapter 19, don't be afraid of the words that you've heard. Wow. That's what God said. First round. He replied back through the prophet, don't be afraid of the words that you've heard. What was that old kid thing you said, brother? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. God said, don't be afraid of the words that you hear. Then you know what happened? Then you, you almost see the church energized. Second wave. Read with me in chapter 19 of verse 10 through 14. Come on, read with me. Come on. Here's the second wave. Thus shall you speak to Hezekiah, king of Judah, saying, listen to the listen to this. Let not thy God in whom thou trustest, deceive you. Saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered, in, be delivered into the hand of the king of Assyria. Can you, can you believe such boldness against God Almighty? Hey, this is the second wave. Does ring a bell? This is the second round. Hezekiah kind of built up some strength on the first round. And the prophet said, don't believe what you're hearing out there. Don't believe the word. Now listen to me, folks. I'm not making light of this virus. It's real. I'm not making light of the seriousness of it. 
I'm just telling you. God's bigger than anything this earth can supply, throw at us, sling at us, amen, and try to knock us off the hill. God's bigger than all of it. Thus shall ye speak to Hezekiah. King of Judah, just tell the pulpit, saying, Let not thy God in whom thou trustest deceive thee, saying, Jerusalem shall not be delivered into the hand of the king of Syria. Behold, Thou hast heard what the kings of, Assyri- kings of Assyria have done to all lands by destroying them utterly, and shalt thou be delivered? Question mark. Have the gods of the nations delivered them, which my fathers have destroyed as Gozan, Haran, Reseph, and the children of Eden, which were in Thalarza? Where is the king of Hamath and the king of Arpad? And the king of the city of Sepharphane, of Hena, of Abba. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. You there in your Bible? This is what happened. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord. First wave, first attack. The prophet says to Hezekiah, Don't be afraid of the words that you are hearing spoken. Second wave, Hezekiah hears and receives the message from the wicked king. And Hezekiah received that messenger and read it. And Hezekiah, instead of falling down and crying like a little girl, Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord and began to weep and pray before God Almighty. Second wave and attack. All the devil has on God's people is deception and fearful intimidation. That's all the devil's got on the family of God. There was an evangelist friend of mine said that he was in a church. And, brother, I've, I've, I've pastored churches. I'm there alone. I can tell you, I can feel that devil on my heels. You didn't think the devil come in church. I can tell you it's wrong. I read a book some time back. Devil on the seventh pew. Or, my wife's trying to count pews. I said he can sit on any pew. Good friend of mine, his pastor said he's walking through the church. I think I said this to Victor the other day. Said he's walking through the church. Said he knew if I turn around, I'm going to see him face to face. He could feel the pressure. He could feel the presence of the devil. And he said, I knew if I turned around, I'd I'd, I'd see him. He's kind of scared to turn around. And he said, the Lord just spoke to Mary. He said his name's Dean. He said, Dean, he's doing all he can do right now. He's on his trail. He's trying to intimidate him. He's trying to bring fear to him. And God just says to him, sis, he's doing all he's allowed to do right there. Amen. It don't matter. He can huff and puff, try to blow the house down like the big bad wolf. Amen. But he can't do anything to the child of God what God don't allow to be done to the child of God. Amen. If he wants to take the heads down, it's because he's going to bring you out stronger than when he came in. Brother, sister, I'm telling you tonight, you don't have 
got to run, tuck your tail, be afraid of the devil. Greater is he that lives in you and I than he that lives in that world. The pressing is real. The pressing is real. I feel it. You feel it. The pressing is real. And it's crushing. But the pressure will produce the anointing. The only way we can have strength and power to endure our cross is our Gethsemane. It will bring our victory. The oil of our Gethsemane will bring our victory. The stand we take, maybe in this next attack, and again, I'm telling you, I'm not making light. I know it's real. But the stand we take, my, my good upper, better not say too much information. We was in the middle of a camp meeting, 14 services, camp meeting. When this thing hit last year, brother, you talk about making a devil out of me. You talk about feeling the pressure. Amen. You talk about people going wild. You're crazy. You're going to kill people. And you, you know how good that feels to hear in this position, you're going to kill people. Amen. That was a, that was a real dagger to the heart. That was a hurtful Amen. That, that's, that, that, that kind of talk don't come from the Lord. Amen. And I'm telling you, the pressure was real. And I, I feel, I sense the pressure's building. You may, you may not, I do. I feel the pressure mounting and the pressure is moving. Amen. Because hell has got two things. It wants to destroy Israel and it wants to destroy the church of Jesus Christ. It ain't interested in some kind of building that gets together and gives away bicycles and eats ice cream. Amen. It has a good time, but he does got his mark on those that will declare the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ will work in the miracles, the signs and wonders in this last day. Be a voice for God despite every opposition. He is after that. It is our Gethsemane that will bring our victory. I don't want to be a, a stick in the mud. I'm telling you, that oil of Gethsemane will bring our victory of everything we'll face. Whatever you're going through. Whatever you're feeling the press of. Amen. It's real. It's real. But I'm saying this to you. God's going to take that and make the good of it. The oil that will flow out. stand on this earth. The oil of our Gethsemane brings the anointing to be the overcomer that shall inherit all things according to Revelation, to sit with Jesus in his throne and sit down with the Father. And when the oil combines with fire, it produces light for our path. Brother, you'll not have to wonder how you're going to get by him and you just let a little fire get with that oil. I'm telling you, it'll be a light into your path. You'll not be wandering around in the darkness wondering how you're going to get home. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost knows the way. He'll put a little fire in that oil. I'm telling you, he'll light up your path. Amen. And you'll not only light up your path, there'll be those that are tucking behind you and say, Amen, let us go and follow the Lord. Jesus was led by Gethsemane. 
before he went to the cross. All four Gospels. And I asked the question, I lost this question, are we going to allow the oil of our Gethsemane to lead us to our greatest victory? I just launched the question to myself as well as all of us. Are we going to allow the oil of our Gethsemane to lead us to our greatest victory? Because you know what happened? We read how that devil throwed another round of attack. But then the outcome of that is found in 2 Kings chapter 19 all the way down on verse 32. And the Bible says this. This is one of my favorite scriptures. This is almost like Jehoshaphat. When God, when Jehoshaphat said, Ammonites, Moabites, and Mount Seir against us, Lord, but our eyes are upon you. You know what God does? He, he just pushed Jehoshaphat back, rolled his sleeves up, and he said, Jehoshaphat, the battle's not yours, it's mine. I'm telling you, God become the man of war that day because he would not allow the devil to run roughshod over his family. We find in 2 Kings here in 19, verse 32. I love this. Man, this is good. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this house or this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield nor cast a bank again. I just love that. God's man come down and said to Hezekiah, Hezekiah, don't be afraid. That devil's not even going to get close enough to launch an arrow over the wall. And the way he comes, the way he's, I'm, I'm going I'm to route him back the same way that he comes. What happened that night? One angel, one angel come down and killed 185,000 Assyrians through the night, amen, bringing victory to the camp of God. And God says to you and I tonight, I said all I've said to, say, to get to say right here, God says, been saying this a lot here lately, he that letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7. Verse 8 is good too. But he that letteth will let. Until he be taken out of the way. That Holy Ghost filled church. You'll find that. I was in a Bible study the other night. And evangelist friend of mine. Or Sunday, no, Sunday, Sunday morning. Preached on the mark of the beast. Never took that topic before. Talked about it. Never made the topic. And I brought out this scripture. He asked me, he said, I agree with what you said, but why does the Bible say he? When it always refers to the church as the bride, the she. Amen. You know why? It's the Holy Ghost in that church. It's that Holy Ghost. He. It's the he. He's the he. God says this, he that letteth will let until he be taken. What we're referring to is the Antichrist. Can't come on the scene until he that letteth be taken out the way. Amen. I'm talking about in the next few somewheres up the road. 
Are you saying the Antichrist is close? I'm telling you, he's alive. I believe with every fiber in my body right now, ready to make the world's platform. Amen. When he's anointed to do the evil that he's going to do it. But God says, he that letteth will let until he be taken. You must not forget this, that the church is so empowered by God Almighty that the Antichrist can't do anything as long as his church is on the earth. Wow. Wow, sir. Now you know that. Know this. Jesus said, as the pastor said this morning, 16 and 8, upon this rock, not Simon Peter, this rock, this platform that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. That's the solid rock foundation. Upon this rock, Jesus, the red letter, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Now that you know, understand and remember, when the church starts coming under attack, hear me please, would you make a promise to yourself you'll never forget this? No matter what you hear in the days coming, the months coming, the weeks coming, no matter what you hear in the next days, weeks, months, Make yourself a promise. Mark it in your Bible. Never forget. Understand it. Remember it. Believe it. When the church starts coming under attack again, don't forget, in those days, the church is the greatest power on the earth under its head, which is Christ Jesus. Not the governor. Not the White House, not even the Army of the United States, which is powerful mechanism. I'm telling you, there's nothing more powerful than the church of Jesus Christ under its head, Jesus our Lord. And when Christ asked the question, asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? Jeremiah, Elias, John the Baptist, one of the prophets. What the Muslims will believe now, one of the prophets. Who do you say I am? I don't know if he pointed at Peter or what. But Simon Bar Jonah stood up and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the Lord. Jesus said, Simon Bar Jonah, flesh and blood didn't give this to you, but it's my Father which art in heaven. And then he goes on to say, Upon this rock, I'm going to build my church in the gates of hell. When, when, when Simon Peter, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, it said this morning possibly, when the book of Acts, chapter 2, the message, as the pastor said, I'm just doing a repeat. You said this morning, amen, when Simon Peter come down, those, when he, he went up one way. He went up the upper room one way. I'm telling you, when that dove flew in, he come down another way. Amen. And when he come down that way, amen, he said, this is that. What, Simon Peter? This is the church that Jesus Christ said he's going to build. He's built it full grown, full of the Holy Ghost and the fire. Brother, sister, that church is still the church. He was saying, who do men say that I am? 
Who do you say I am? At Caesarea Philippi. And brother, can I add this? When, when Jesus was sitting at Caesarea Philippi, this part two to part one. Jesus was sitting at Caesarea Philippi. I have seen that. But they call the gates of hell. He's not just throwing words out. He's giving the illustration behind him. And he's, he began to tell them, who do, you, who do men say that I am? Who do, you, who do you say? Brother Chris, who do you say I am? Brother Rafe, who do you say I am? Simon Peter declared that revelation of the Father, who that he was the Christ. And you know what he's saying? When he's sitting there, I went back to that room today and jotted down. He's saying to them in so many words, there ain't but one thing between you and hell. It's me. I'm the only, you see it back there? Right there is the gates of hell. That's where they make those baby sacrifices, right back there. That's where they probably, amen, get some, some of that piped out of hell sounds and eerie stuff. Amen. But he said, I, in other words, I'm, there's only one thing between you and hell. It's me, Jesus said. And he sat there and he said something that I want you to remember. I never saw it this way. See, we only think that the, when Jesus said, I will build my church, I, I thought, yeah, of course. When Simon Peter come down, he come down in chapter number two. He said, this is that. This is that church that Christ said he would build. You know the church has never been mentioned before then? You know that's the first mention of the word church? Never been pronounced in the word of God until right then. And then here it comes. He said, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Last thing I'm going to say to you. He said to us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 7. Please, please either remember that or write it down. God says through the apostle Paul, He that letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The restrainer. Do you know that wrath is not appointed to the body of Christ? Do you know that there's, there's people that are believing that we're in the tribulation right now? Wrong. They believe we're just about at the sixth seal. Wrong. No, no. The church, the bride, is not appointed to wrath. You know I didn't introduce my wife. I'm a lot smarter than her. Because you look at what she got, you look at what I got. But I don't drag her through the mud. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't intend on letting vandals and hoodlums come in. Matter of fact, somebody comes in the house, last thing they're going to do is start knocking the kids and the wife around. Ain't going to happen. He ain't going to come in and knock everybody around. 
I ain't going to allow that that she would fall in love with me. And Brother Chris, big and stout, ain't going to let the, amen, the roughnecks come in and abuse his precious wife here that she would love him more, amen, in the latter end. I'm telling you, God is not leaving us, amen, to the rough shotting of the devil, amen, that you and I might love Christ again or more. I'm telling you, he that letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Please remember that. God says, God says, not me, don't kill the messenger. God says the Antichrist can't even come to power till the church is taken out the way. The Antichrist can't even make his debut on the world platform until the church be taken out of the way and it's gone. And this is what I want you to really, really remember. Jesus says this. He says, I'm going to build my church. You know, I I said a while ago, I thought, yeah, he built it 2,000 years ago. Did you know what I found out? You know, the Holy Ghost whispered in my ear. He's saying to you and I, he that let us will let until he be taken out of the way. But we, better, we better read what he's saying to us through Simon Peter, to Simon Peter. Amen. And not only Simon Peter does, he said, I'm going to build. You know what else he said? He said, I'm going to keep building. I'm not only going to build it 2,000 years ago. I'm going to keep building my church. I'm going to keep adding to my church. I'm going to keep blessing my church. I'm going to keep letting people be healed in my church. I'm going to let it keep praising God and worshiping God. I'm going to let it keep building a brand new church building. Amen. Until the very last day till it's gone. It's not wore out, broke down. It's going to keep building. He's going to keep building it. And all the forces of hell can't do one thing to stop it. Will you remember that? Will you remember that this church is the most important thing as far as living for God? I'm not talking about a building. Serving, worshiping, living for God is the most important thing in your life. It don't matter matter if you get a cattle of a thousand hills. Amen. The, The church of Jesus Christ, hang on to what you believe. Trust God. Trust God and know these two scriptures. We read where Hezekiah two times. It was almost like God was showing me by illustration the life that we're living. First run, second run, and then Jesus tells you and I, the Word of God says, that devil, is it going to be smooth as silk? I doubt it. Is it going to be an ice cream party every day? I, I doubt it. But I'm telling you this, Jesus gave us the Word. The gates of hell 
shall not prevail over my church. And I'm going to build it, and I'm going to build it, and I'm going to keep building it, and there ain't a thing that the devil can do against it to stop it because I will build my church, amen, now until it's gone. Do I believe it? Do I believe the Word of God? You know, I said sometime back the most devastating thing to me last year. The most, my, my wife, I mean, my dad told me one thing. He said, You're about to have a lot of sleepless nights. It wasn't never nobody warned me about this pastoring. Man, there was a lot of laying awake at night. The thing that disturbed me the most, let not Hezekiah deceive you, is when the body of Christ, so many believers, believed what Washington, believed what the governor, believed what Liars on news said opposite of what the pulpit was saying. You talk about a blow. You talk about devastated. I couldn't believe it. I thought people had confidence in me. And men believed everybody else. But Hezekiah of the pulpit. I'm telling you folks, believe God. Believe God. We're so close. We're so close. I mean, there is not one thing has happened for the rapture to take. It's a silent, timeless event. Everything has taken place for the rapture to take place. It could happen before we dismiss. Well, you know, I wanna, I wanna buy a new one of them new pickups. You got the fancy tailgate and about eighty grand. I I wanna get a. I wanna buy a house. I wanna get married. I wanna. Do all these things. I'm telling you, heaven. Heaven. Oh, my. I ain't never seen it here. ain't never heard it. Only by the Spirit can we tap into it. I'm telling you, sometimes he just pours out a little thimble of what heaven is. Makes me go about half crazy. Amen. To just know everything right around the corner. Just up around the corner. Amen. This thing's going to be over with. There'll be nobody sick. There'll be no grandmas in the wheelchairs. Nobody pushing a walker. Nobody going to the graveyard. No funeral procession. I'm telling you, it's going to be life like we never imagined. I go away and prepare a place for you. If I go away and prepare a place, I will, I will, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. Stand with me tonight. Praise God.